John, yo 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 yo, what's up? What's happening? Excellent. What's going on? Welcome to Harry Hog Football episode four hundred and seven, I believe. Four hundred and double checking that. I think it's seven. Starting <laughs> our twelfth season <laughs> in yep. podcasting. That's right. And um, with our um, advanced age here and. Uh, situations we're pretty much going to just like the season now right pretty much well that's what happened yeah yeah we uh during the off the off season type of of, uh of things going on with the podcast have been a very what do you say very short-lived curtailed curtailed yeah our last episode was in april we apologize for that but you know in the off season we will be a few and far between yeah because when we started this 12 years ago we didn't have kids and jobs jobs and well you guys had jobs i was a ferryboat captain <laughs> we didn't have as many <laughs> we didn't have as many responsibilities that life brings you so now we're making our concerted effort to do That's this right. every week during the season and preseason to bring you our comments about the team and we're considering we haven't talked it to josh yet but we're considering doing like a youtube type thing which um May or may not happen. But if you guys are interested in this, doing the YouTube like live stream type thing, then give us some encouragement via Twitter at Harry Hogg or at email Harry us. That's right. You can email us at a uh, what what email are we using? Aaron, Josh, or John at harryhogfootball.com. We're not really checking the Redskins fan at harryhogfootball.com anymore because it was so filled with spam. It was yeah. unbelievable. So you're just going to have to type <laughs> our name. Yeah, just one, not like Aaron, Josh, and John or something like yeah, that. Just pick one. Whoever you want to send the email to, and we'll get it. So um, anyway, dude, I got a question before we get into the game on. Yes, uh, sir. On uh, what was it? Thursday. Thursday. My question is, <laughs> where's Josh? I thought he was gonna be here. Oh Who yeah, said that, dude, dude. Where is Josh? <laughs> Who said that, dude? Harry Hog Football. Dude, we knew you weren't going to be here. I called it. Uh, I don't know if you really call it. Hopefully, Josh will be in here before the end of the podcast. He said he might be able to join us. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway. It's Josh. He did give us some comments for kicks and ball awards and, and um, game ball awards. So we'll be right. getting to those a little bit later. Yep. Anyway, um, dude, that's, before that's I get into the game, can I just give a little shout or a little... Um, Stand on a little rant here about the NFL. Oh boy, here we go. All right, first time for what five months we've gotten our uh, our podcast on, and 
Aaron's already getting on his soapbox. Dude, I just wanted to reiterate how difficult it is for a fan that does not live in the city of your favorite team to watch your games. And just when you think the NFL is making it easier to watch games, they make it more difficult. For example, <laughs> I purchase every year for the last 14, 15 years yeah. NFL Sunday ticket only available on DirecTV, which in my mind is kind of, you know, that's not really enabling your fans to watch the games. Yeah. But, and it's kind of a monopoly. So I get Sunday ticket every year and I have forever. And for whatever reason, they don't throw the preseason games in on that. Okay. Well, that's because the preseason, or preseason games are like a fan choice. Like you have to buy a season, when you buy season tickets, you get the, the game, the full price tickets for those games as well. But like nobody goes to them. Okay. So I can't watch the preseason games with Sunday ticket. So right. a few years ago, um, so I would listen to them and watch the ones that were on either the NFL Network or ESPN or whatever occasionally. And then I'd listen to the other ones on the streaming, yeah, um, ESPN 980. A few years ago, though, they made it available for uh, preseason live, which cost 20 bucks. And I was like, that's fair, 5 bucks per game for preseason. Yeah, right, I'll right. do that, and I did that until last year. So what happens last year? They package it in, not with Sunday Ticket, right? Not with Sunday Ticket, or don't they don't just keep it separate, which worked. They throw it in with NFL Game Rewind. So what is now, it? What, what, what is NFL Game Rewind? So NFL Game Rewind lets you watch all the NFL games after they happen. Like, you can't watch them live. I think you can watch them that night starting at midnight. Yeah, yeah, like the next day, technically. Yeah. And... Right. Now you can watch live preseason games with that. So what I'm getting at is, in order for you as a true fan to watch all the NFL, your team's games, and all of the preseason games, you have yeah. to buy NFL Game Pass, which lets you see the games during the whole regular year mm -hmm. after they happen, plus the live preseason games. And you have to buy Sunday Ticket, which lets you watch the live games during the season. So, right. Okay. So basically, they make you purchase something you've already bought to watch four preseason games. Weak. Yeah. Totally weak. So how do you get around this? I'll tell you how I've been getting around this. <laughs> Legally, too, I might add. Yeah. I have a few friends, a few buddies, that um, sign me up for the free seven-day trial each I week. may or may not be one of those friends. Yep. So, seven-day trial, get, and all you have to do this season is get three, three friends and yourself, or two friends and yourself, because you just have them sign up for the seven-day trial, give you the login, watch the game, cancel right. their membership. The next week, get another friend to do the same thing, and then weeks three and four this year are within seven days, so you just sign up right before the third preseason game and watch the fourth preseason game, and then cancel. Nice. Thanks a lot, NFL. And that's how you get past it, dudes. Sweet. And here's what I have to say about the NFL. Cut! Oh! Cut! Can I rant about something else again? Can we talk about the debacle that happened last week at the Hall of Fame game? Oh, dude, are you serious with that? They painted the field and then covered it up with a tarp for the day for, for the, the induction ceremony. And then they pulled it off, and they were like, uh, we can't walk on this paint. It's like, it's like, 
it's like a, a fall. What would you call it? A, a complete they debacle. Said, they said it was of, like running through tar. Yeah, yeah, it was like completely, um, yeah, screwed up. Yeah, completely, completely screwed, screwed up. up. Uh huh. And the players were all. I mean, they couldn't play on it, which and is they fine. Took, they which were is taking fine. like. But they were taking like a couple hours of like going out there with like a wire brushes trying to, to smooth it out to break it up enough so guys could run on it. They were hitting it, literally hitting it, the Hall of Fame thing on at, at uh, the 50 yard line. They're lit- literally hitting it with hammers trying to break it up and not getting it done. Here's a question though <laughs> NFL, this is a debacle, dude. This, yeah. the Hall of Fame, it's the, it's the pinnacle of football greatness. Oh, yeah. They have a game there every year. With NFL players on it. And all fans make their journey like it's Mecca, coming to see their favorite teams and see the hall. And it's usually the fans, usually the teams that are playing have players getting into the Hall of Fame that weekend. It makes for an awesome weekend. It's like we went when Art Monk and Daryl Green got in. It was awesome. And it's like a high school stadium. So you can go down to the three foot chain link fence at the field and you're standing like six feet away or maybe even less. From like the offensive line on the bench, like sitting there. Yeah, it's an awesome experience. And the NFL can't, with all the billions of dollars they bring in from making people do things like I don't know, buy game rewind when they already have Sunday ticket. They can't throw some of that towards the Hall of Fame to have a decent field. Supposedly they brought in the used field from the uh, the dome. What is it? Saints dome. The Saints uh, Superdome, I guess. Yeah, one of the domes. The used feel like they were throwing it away. Oh, dude, we're gonna put it right on here because this this field right here, we need new field up here. Yeah, we're gonna call it Benson Stadium. Yeah, they're probably it was probably all the Canton people like, hey NFL, can you help us out? This field's kind of in poor shape. Can you do something? And they're like, hey man, um, hey uh, owner of the Saints, you're throwing that turf away, aren't you? Is like Jerry Jones probably. Can you think we can help out our friends over there at Canton and bring that turf in? He's like, sure, it was going to the dump anyway. <laughs> I mean, what is that? And it was Josh was like, it was probably rated for indoor use only, that turf. He was probably right, yeah. It's re- it's ridiculous. It's a debacle. And it's so embarrassing to the sport, in my that, opinion. That make that makes me wonder about that too, coming from Josh. Is like I mean, was at least one of the guys that was putting that stuff down going, I don't know, dude. I don't think this stuff is rated for outdoors. That might be a bad mistake to cover it up on like an 80-something degree sunny day (laughs) and put this tarp over it for like, what, 24 hours or 48 hours and then come back to it for the game and be like, "Uh, the paint's all screwed up on here. What's up with that? Yeah, there was probably like some low man on the totem pole like, "Uh, this is dumb. Why are we putting this turf down? Man, I can't wait to see what happens on Sunday when they take the turf up, and then they're out there later with like the claw hammers and like uh, and like the wire brushes, and they're just like, you know, bleep the bleep bleep bleep. And they said it was the wrong kind of paint, right? <laughs> yeah, like they said yeah. Basically, they said it was the wrong kind of paint. So why wouldn't you check this stuff? I'm sure they checked to make sure the merchandise booths were all open. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, dudes. Seriously, Goodell. I mean, and. <laughs> We haven't even yeah. gotten into, like, all right, when we went to the game, we took off work. You drove all the way out to Louisville, hung out with me a few days, and then we drove all the way to Canton, stayed in crappy hotels for a lot of extra money that they shouldn't have charged. Awful hotel. And then you had to miss work on Monday, at least. All these people taking off work, and all they're doing is refunding them their ticket price? Yeah. Like they all live in Canton because they don't? 
Yeah, truly. It's like, what about the hotel that we got? What about a lot of people had to pay for airfare to get it? You know, just all sorts of. Quit being so greedy, NFL. Seriously. All right, now, back to the Redskins. Yeah, okay. All right, let's talk about this game a little bit. All right, actually, let's 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 look at like uh, the separate levels of this game because the first level was the first drive. Okay, All right, can, we'll look at the first level first. Yeah, let's look at the first level first. All right, first level. Here's yeah. here's my uh, first comment on it. Okay. All right, I'll just sum it up. I only have a few comments because I'm okay. not going to take too much out of the first preseason game. But right, Kirk Cousins was pretty efficient on short to medium passes. Five to five, or five for five. All right, he was. All right, five for five, short to yeah. medium passes. Mm-hmm. We couldn't run at all. The running game gained zero yards. I'm concerned about that. The running game actually gained zero yards for the first three running backs we had in. Matt Jones had one. And I the know- other two people behind him got a total of negative one. Yeah, and I know Trent Williams wasn't in and, and stuff like that. But I'm a little concerned about that. That the the running game, the entire game actually was reminded me of whenever Alfred Morris was in last year, which is not good. We have to improve on that. Which and hopefully, I mean, this is you know a microcosm of everything. But it's what about Alfred Morris? Was he done done for, or was he actually just able to run as well as he could before, but the holes weren't open enough for him? Yeah, I didn't see many missed holes to tell you the truth. But no, anyway. there weren't. And now, and we also know Trent Williams wasn't in. Um, Shar Laval, Sean Laval, Sean Laval was like second or third team, bringing himself back from uh, being injured last year. So the left side was a. The left side was a, a little bit deficient. Who was playing over still. there? Oh man, what was it? It was a. Uh, who was that really, really tall guy that was that was playing uh, that left tackle? Was it Nitschke? Nitschke. It was him. Or was it that, that Kevin Bowen guy? I don't think that guy came in until later. I don't know, dude. I gotta, oh, no. I but gotta those guys are like 6'8". I got to relearn six, the team. I'm in, I'm in preseason form on like knowing the roster. Yeah, truly. Well, but, there's, like, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys that wore the same jersey. Well, that was confusing for me. <laughs> anyway, so. just broad strokes. Yeah. Commentary. Yes, we need to open more holes. Yeah. Um, and I'm sticking with the first team here. First team yeah. defense. They look pretty good, I thought. I thought the offense and the defense were fine the first time. With yeah. no with no uh, Trent Williams, with no... Uh, uh, I, I always forget his name. Jordan Reed. Uh, those guys, you know, even with, with not having those two big pieces, we still went fine. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. There was nothing that made me other than the running game go, oh, my, what's what's wrong with this? And the defense seemed to be OK. So, you know, the very first drive and then we started putting in the backups already. So, yeah, I was I was just yelling because I was on the phone with you and I was just complaining <laughs> about some of the play calls. Like, why are we going short on this play when? We needed 12 yards or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. And why are we going deep on this play when we need three? Stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, I thought it looked – I thought the – I think the offense is going to be fine in the passing game, but if we don't get a running game going, people are going to be putting the heat all over Cousins. Yeah, and that's not what we want. 
And um, defense, the standout to me on defense was uh, Will Compton. Will Compton was, Will Compton was everywhere that the ball wanted to be. Anytime the ball went left, he was going left. Every, every time it went right, he went right. Will Compton, I thought, was if he wasn't the best defender out there, all in all, he sure he he was one of the guys like him. I don't know. Cravens was Freeland pretty good. Well, Cravens had a few awesome plays. Like, yeah. But Will Compton, I was really impressed and just playing off of what he started doing last year. And he doesn't seem to have, it didn't, it didn't seem to stop his, uh, his momentum at all. He seems already like he's doing better. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to his progress in the next preseason games and in the season. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you want to, you have anything to say about the starting? Oh, the kicker? Kicker <laughs> was fine. Kicker was fine, Hopkins. Um, so our starting, our starting defense held the uh, the Falcons to two straight three and outs. Yeah, yeah. The uh, oh gosh, what's what's the quarterback's name over there? Um, um, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. He went zero for three, maybe zero for four, for total, and then got taken out for Matt Schaub. So I th- I thought the defense was doing pretty good. They were doing all, pretty all well. in all. Yeah. Now, what can we say about the special teams? They gave up a touchdown. I thought Tress Way was really good. Yeah, because he Tress Way pinned him inside the two yard line on that one. Yeah, starting one. Absolutely. But then they gave up a touchdown, which proved to be the difference in the matchup. Yeah, yeah, the whole twenty three to to seventeen. But didn't we win three to nothing? Yeah, I read okay. some articles about the Redskins after the game that was like, and the Falcons were the first to put up points, and I was like, no, they weren't. Yeah, yeah, it's like we were, and then we went to the second teams. Yeah, they went to the And that was it. I mean, th- th- that's all you get from the first game. And then you have, like, the backups trying to, to get starting time yeah. or just make the team. All right, can we go to the second team now? Okay, all right. Okay, I thought Colt McCoy looked really, really well. Good. He put that ball perfectly to Vernon Davis, <laughs> who dropped it in the end zone. <laughs> well, dude, nobody wants to catch a VD. Seriously. So yeah, I thought I thought Colt McCoy played pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Um, he was putting the ball where it was, and then they started rushing him harder and harder because we had no running game whatsoever. So yeah, I don't really have much to say about that. I'm trying to think about who's the next Finch or the clincher on this team, but no one really stood out to me in this game. Yeah. Uh... Anyone I don't know. There were a couple guys that were okay, but yeah, you're right. There, w- there wasn't like the first, like you say, from that uh, <laughs> the Fincher, the clincher. There was no one where we were like, dang, Fincher's really kicking some butt. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Dunbar sucked in this game. <laughs> he was horrible. I, I, te- I tweeted it out, Dunbar pounds, and I'm sure some of you get that reference. Dunbar, Dunbar pounds. Which goes back to... <laughs> Daryl Pounds. Don't Daryl don't call me Green Pounds. No lie. He was like the antithesis of Daryl Green. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so <laughs> I just remember Sonny and Sam over and over like, who missed that who missed that tackle? It was Daryl Pounds. It was Daryl Pounds. It was always Daryl Pounds. It always was. Well, part of that may have been just because they wouldn't throw on Daryl Green because he was awesome. But yeah, some of that was also because Daryl Powell sucked. 
Do you, uh, have, do you have anything else to add about the uh, the game? And then if we don't, we can take a quick break and come back and talk about the team in general. Yeah, I don't think I thought our special teams were terrible. Yeah, um, which is not. The kicker was good. Yeah, yeah, the kicker and the punter were fine, but our special teams in general were not good mm. for pretty much the entire season last year, and they still weren't good, which is too bad. And you were talking about how we should cut Kotwika. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was sitting there saying, I don't remember if Kotwika is still with the team. He's still with the team. <laughs> <laughs> I looked him is. up, but no, he's still with the team. And then we were remarking in this game about how many ex-Redskins followed um, Shanahan Jr. right over there. Yeah, truly. They got Aldrich, who, who had was a good really game. good, who was really good against Quentin Dunbar. <laughs> um, uh, the receivers, they had a couple. They had a lineman. They, they had they had Tom Compton, the other Compton. They had Tom there. Compton, and they had uh, what's the lineman dude that we thought was like going to retire because he's all gray? Chris dude. Chester. Chester. Chester the Chris Chris Chester the guard the guard <laughs> yeah we kept going hey he used to be on the Redskins yeah anyway, um, yeah dude you know who else they used to have there Tyler Columbus your favorite dude did he get cut finally I don't know I bet he did though dude he was Josh's favorite dude <laughs> Josh were you mad that Tyler Columbus got cut by the uh, by the Falcons who said that dude. Uh, I I think the uh, the Falcons announcers probably did. That's my dog. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. Oh my I think God. I think that quote right there pretty much sums up Tyler Columbus. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Brian, man, I would love a chance to meet Brian Mitchell. It'd be so hilarious because I would just say something to trigger him off. And just yeah, yeah, we'd him. be like, "Hey, dude, uh, nice to see you. What are you doing in you know New Albany, Indiana, or something like that?" And then you'd be like, "You know who was bad in that last game? Blah." And see if he and see if that's enough to set him off because I'm betting it probably would be. Or I'd be like, how did you feel about Daryl Pounds when he was on the team? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no, go ahead, go for it. Daryl Pounds? Daryl Pounds? Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. <laughs> That's what he said in the locker room after the game quite a bit. Sure. What about Sharp or Donish? Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. <laughs> what about Albert Hainsworth? Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. <laughs> what about... <laughs> What was that guy that came over from the Bears that was supposed to be good? Uh, safety. Uh, safety. He always wore like the turtlenecks. Oh, oh, Josh's dog. Um, Adam Archuleta with a white turtleneck. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. Yeah. <laughs> God, he sucked. He was horrible, dude. <laughs> Quentin Dunbar. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. Uh, oh, speaking of sucking. Guess who I saw on the sidelines since I had the uh, the Redskin feed since you had to uh, had to endure the the Falcons feed. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> who did you see on the sideline? Dude, I saw Barf Junior. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told me about that. 
Because for those of you, is he growing up? Is he growing some facial hair? Dude, he looks like he's like eight inches taller. He's skinnier, <laughs> and he's got like this wisp of facial hair going on. Like he's as tall as some of the players now. I was like, dude, Barf Barf Junior's growing up. That's awesome. Does Barf Junior play football also? For like um, JV, uh, whatever Tyson's Corner uh, Junior High. Tyson's Corner Elementary standout. <laughs> Does he look like like uh, um, uh, what was it Mike Reed? Was that the yeah the coach of the the, the uh, Andy Reid the coach of the formerly of the Eagles who was in the punt pass and kick competition or whatever it was <laughs> he was when he was a kid he was in that that the punt whatever it's called punt pass and kick whatever they have to do yeah. and he was like he was like six feet tall of that and then from there on in he just started growing outward <laughs> he got to be six feet in <laughs> diameter <laughs> in circumference. He was so, so much bigger than any of the other kids in that. You'll see it sometime. Uh, good stuff. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about other things that we saw during this game. Oh, yeah. Nate Soot, Nate Sudafed was good. Oh, yeah, dude. That guy's a hoss. He's huge. He is. Nate, Nate, I'm going to look him up right now. He went to Nate, Indiana. That's how I know Nate's about him. Because my boss, former boss, is a Redskins fan, and he's also an Indiana fan. And he he goes to like every Indiana football game to see him lose, right? Just like we go to every Redskins game. <laughs> anyway, he was always like, "Man, he's good. He was good. He he, th- he made all kinds of records at Indiana." Ned Sudeveld was is twenty two, rookie from Indiana. He's six six two thirty five. House. He's a house. He's got to be hard to bring down. Oh, two thirty five. That's not very big. He, yeah, he's, it's not he's like a beanpole. It's six six. Yeah, six six. He's just tall. <laughs> he's tall and skinny. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna bring this up in the segment when we're not talking about the game. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, other people, Ensign Jensen caught himself a touchdown pass. Ensign Jensen from our last episode, who we didn't know who he was, actually scored a touchdown in this. He's a tight. We end. were like, what happened to him? We were like, or where? Who is this guy? Where's he been? He's a tight end. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Ensign Jensen. Remember Ensign him. Jensen. We love Ensign Jensen. <laughs> he might be. He might be the new the new one for this time. How did Martell Spate do? I remember th- commenting that I thought he had a good play, but I don't remember it specifically. I I think he was just he he looked good as like the leader on spe- or on on the defense when he was in with like second and third teams, but I didn't you didn't, I didn't. I didn't see anything that made me go, "Oh, he's really good." I was just like, "Yeah, he's all right." Yeah. Ianacho was in and didn't get hurt. <laughs> in fact, were there any serious injuries in this game? Did we escape unscathed, as they say? We, yeah, I think actually both teams, uh, as long as their starters and just about all their backups were were good to go after this matchup. Aldrick was holding his arm at one point, but he's not on the Redskins anymore, so we don't need to really dive into that. Yeah, they had a, 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 who was that 15, number 15 guy? The White Lightning. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Nick Williams? Williams, Nick Williams, the little White Lightning from He's last year. He's on their team? He was on their team, too. He was he was catching the ball. He was catching the ball, man. Good to go. Um, God, who else did they have? See, we said there were a whole bunch of Redskins on there. There's like four or five former Redskins that all following Kyle. Shanahan out of the way, or out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
All right. So I think I think that's about it. Okay. So um, yeah, let's go to our short, minuscule break that we do now. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll talk about some general Redskins related stuff, and then round this roid out and talk to you after the next game. So here we yeah. go. Anyway. Uh, oh, we still have to give our games and kicks on the other side of the break. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if I can find the commercial sounds, right, here it is. All right. We'll talk to you after this short short break. <laughs> You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. That was the break. I'm back, dude. So am I. All right, so um, what, what I was going to... Oh, you, let's, let's just go ahead right into the uh, uh, the awards. All right, so uh, which one do we want to and do? And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award, in case you guys don't know, goes to the person that we individually feel was most deserving, had the biggest impact on the game to help the Redskins cause. All right, yes. go ahead, John. Uh, my, my game ball for this first preseason game is going to go to somebody from the first team's offense. As a matter of fact, it's going to go to $19.95 million player, Kirk Cousins. Really? You know why? Because you're a Kirk Cousins lover, and you have been for four years. Actually, <laughs> actually, I, uh, I have been more of a uh, Colt McCoy guy myself, but, you know, I guess with uh, Kirk Cousins being in there going five for five, he was perfect. He went five for five. He was perfect five for five. I would like to see a few passes that were past the sticks, but and you will on Friday. I hope so. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and give my game ball award to Will Compton. Will. He was flying around everywhere. Will. And I also want to give a mini shout out to Sua Cravens for a nice play in the backfield there. But Will Compton, another thing I'm happy for now is I don't have to try to stop and remember if he's Tom or Will because Tom's not on the team. <laughs> so that's who's getting my game ball. Oh, and Josh Sweet. called and said he wanted to give his game ball to make sure we didn't forget. He wanted to give his game ball to Quentin Dunbar. Oh, good. Good deal. Because he was running. He sucked. I can't even say anything. Yeah, he just, I can't, I can't add to a. The absolute great performance that Quentin Dunbar had for us in the uh, secondary. Yep, but for that, segues perfectly into you. It's too. time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. The Kicking the Balls Award, just to refresh your memory after 406 episodes, goes to the player that we individually feel most negatively affected the Redskins' cause during the course of the game. Okay. You want me to start it off, or do you? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to have to give mine to none other than VD. <laughs> what number is he? 85? Yes. Yes. VD, number 85, Vernon Davis, for dropping a perfectly thrown Colt McCoy pass to him in the end zone that hit him... In the chest and rolled down his shirt like dropping cranberry sauce on you at Thanksgiving dinner. 
down and out. All right, cool. Um, we, you know, you know, we didn't touch too much on the uh, the problems with the running backs. I think than than some media outlets have talked about since it is the first game. But we touched on it. We did. We did. We t- we did touch it a little bit, and. Um, so I'm going to give my my uh, kick in the balls to this game to Silas Red Jr. Didn't he get cut? No, he's still on the reserve slash suspended by commissioner indefinitely because of substance abuse uh, issues. Because, dude, you know what we really needed in there? Wait, does that mean he doesn't take up a roster spot? He does not take a roster spot. Oh, okay. But he... T- but apparently he he has a whole lot of uh, drug use going on because he's been suspended indefinitely. And dude, of all the running backs we had yet or on Thursday, Silas Red was probably better than any of them. Yeah, dude, I like so, Silas Red. Yeah, you did. So Silas Red Jr. is a uh, is my kick in the balls because dude, we needed you, and all we got from you was you are a loser, sir. Silas, we need you on the field. What? You knew me where? Silas. Yeah. Why does he sound like he's one of the dudes from... His name sounds like he's one of the dudes from, like, Sanford and Sons. Silas. Maybe because I'm thinking Red Fox, Silas. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, Silas. All right. And Josh wants to give his uh, kick in the balls award to uh, uh, Ensign Jensen for scoring a touchdown. <laughs> that is the Josh way. That sounds just like Josh. All right. So um, moving yeah. on to other uh, Redskins and general news. Did you see that fat foot, fat picture of uh, Tony Romo that was circulating the internet? It was on ESPN. Dude, he's not fat. He's big boned. It said he was like out of shape, but then other people were like, "No, it's his flak jacket that he was wearing." I personally think he's in his last days as an NFL quarterback. They that he's going to suck this year. I hope. I I have a feeling he'll go for a couple of games, and then he'll get a bad injury like he's had before the last few years, and and bye bye. Yep. Yep. I would also like to point out, since we haven't had much time in the off season, that the running back. Ezekiel Elliott, who they drafted, looks like he fits in perfectly with the team. I noticed that on draft day from his attire <laughs> to his attitude <laughs> to his, his trouble his with mo- the law. His mostly attire. Yeah. <laughs> he fit in well with Tony Romo in the locker room. Well, the bad thing is that he's got Alfred in the locker room. He's got Alfred Morris there to like mentor him. Well, that's a good thing for him personally because Alfred Morris was a uh, stand-up individual. Yeah, so everything Alfred Morris tells him to do, he's not going to do. Notice I said was because he's dead to me now. He went to the Cowboys. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, let me think. What else did I want to discuss? I can't really think of anything now. You want to round this thing out? I guess so. I, uh, I'm ready for the second game. We'll actually see a couple of drives instead of just a single one. Mm-hmm. With the bigger guys, Trump Williams might be back. Jordan Reed might be back. Uh, yeah, we'll true. see what what we've got. I know they moved moved. Uh, 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 what about Doxon, dude? We gotta talk about that guy a little bit. 
Yeah. He's been hurt since we've had him, pretty much, right? Achilles tendon? He hasn't yeah. even practiced, supposedly. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, not. we kind of thought when we got him, it was like, uh, do we really need this guy? But we thought that because we had, um, I don't know. All those receivers. Pierre, Pierre Garçon was in the la- is in the last year, and so was uh, so was uh, Deshaun Jackson, who supposedly kicked it up a notch at practice. I think because of the um, Josh Norman signing. Yeah, J- Josh, getting Josh Norman, I think, is is good even in the, in the practice time, just because it'll make our receivers work that har- that much harder uh, before getting on the field. It won't be quite as quite as uh, crazy getting them out there. But I am concerned that we did not get a defensive like nose tackle, and right now we've got Kedrick Golston in there, dude. He's getting old, first of all, and he's always been like a, a utility yeah. knife player. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, good on him. Eleven years after all that, during you know from the draft way back then, and he's still here. So it's a great deal for him. But he's, you know, he knows he's not. What do you say? He's not like the best nose tackle we have, you know. Yeah. And he and he knows he's not the best nose tackle that we have. Well, that's why I was like, dude, why didn't they get that defensive tackle that was right there? Yeah, yeah. Remember? And I was like, they're totally getting him. He's falling to us. I forget who it was now. I think someone from Alabama. Yeah. And then I was like, a receiver? Yeah, yeah. And we thought that, like we said, with, uh, with a couple of guys coming up for free agent after this year. But right now, right now we have not seen this receiver pretty much on the field at all. So we'll have to keep a close eye on that going forward. Yeah. And, and finally, um, last year when we had so much trouble with keeping healthy tight ends on the field, now it looks like we have, ready for it, quote, a log jam at tight end. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We've got 12 wide receivers on the field. And how many tight ends? Uh... I mean, just think. like some, Five five tight ends. Like, Pony Boy might have to get cut, but after VD's performance this week. Dude, don't forget Ensign Jensen. And Ensign Jensen's performance. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Niles Paul, if you'll recall, hey, that rhymes, was going to be the starting tight end last year. He beat out um, Jordan Reed in preseason until he got injured. Yeah. So with those yeah. two guys as the starters, and then you have uh, Pony Boy Pawson and... VD and Ensign Jensen and that's it. I mean, that's a pretty strong. Uh, that's that's a, oh, and Derek Carrier stable. if he comes back, and Derek Carrier if he comes back, he's on the pup. So I mean, that's looking pretty strong. Receivers looking pretty strong. I'm worried about the running game. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what we do on Friday in the second game, our first home game. Yeah. Um, for those of you that are going to go to FedEx Field because you got tickets from people who have tickets and won't go to the game or you get them free from a car dealership. Dude, so, I was at... That Russ Grimm owns dude, or something when, like that. When I was at that four-miler race yesterday, they had a, they had door prizes at the end or whatever. I yeah. guess they're called door prizes even though it's outside at a race. <laughs> right. But um, <laughs> they're like, all right, and for our final door prize, it's five tickets to the Indianapolis Colts game. On August twentieth, <laughs> and everyone's five. like, "Okay, five tickets, not four, not six, not two, five, five. Anyway, 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that about rounds it up. Harry Hog Football uh, Fantasy Football League has been set up finally. I For some reason, I was lo- was named the commissioner status, even though John's the commissioner. But anyway, that's fixed. The draft is September 9th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Redskin savings time, actually. And everyone, the league's already full. It's the same people from last year, right? Like, there was no yep. open spots. So, anyway, yeah, there's yeah. that. Um, if you guys are interested in the possibility of us to start doing live YouTube streams of video, audio, whatever, um, mm-hmm. we're getting old, so I guess technology is kind of moving more towards YouTube and stuff. But, anyway, let us know if you'd like to see that. Send us an email at Aaron or John or Josh at Redskins fan, or at HarryHogFootball.com. <laughs> Harry Hog football. Or just send us a tweet at Harry Hog. We'll check that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that about rounds rounds it out for this week, right? I guess so. Um, like I said, we're going to see a, a little bit more on Friday. And, you know, I think the biggest thing we need to worry about is our is our running game. That's it. That's, that's the number one. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah. And if you see a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. Shoga! Why can't you see what you do?